welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey everyone, Sheldon Kay here, show manager of Mobile Tech Expo. It's hard to believe we're only two weeks away from Mobile Tech Las Vegas, happening September 5th through 7th at the South Point Hotel and Casino. I hope you're as excited as I am. We have some really cool stuff going on. Randy Doyle is going to do a keynote. We have lots of education sessions. We have hands-on tools in the tool time area where you can try out the buffers and polishes right on a real car. Lots of cool things, lots of exhibitors, lots of fun. I hope to see you all there at the Pints and Polishing Happy Hour happening Friday after the show. Cheers. Have a great night. Hey, DJ. Hey, Marty. Hey, when, when your paint's sick, who do you go see? The Sandmaster, bro. No, sick. Oh, the shine doctor. Yeah, yeah. You got to go to the doctor if it's sick. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Start over. Hey, DJ. Hey, Marty. Hey, who do you go see if your car's pain is sick? Oh, the shine doctor, without a doubt, bro. Definitely. You yeah. got to go to the doctor. You got to go to the doctor. Hey, DJ. What up, Marty? Hey, uh, who do you go see if the shine doctor doesn't have what you need? Oh, you run up north to the, to the sand master, bro. No, the sand man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Start over. Because that's from that song about, like, go see the sand man. Yeah, I know that song. You do? How's now, it go? after the podcast. How's it, how's it go? Well, you didn't sing it. Oh, I know. Because you don't want to see me. You didn't drop any bars, bro. Inner Sandman? Yeah. That's a good song. Though. I know Metallica I, has a song. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, I know the freaking song. Okay, let's hear it. You know? Right there, dude. <laughs> Nailed it! Yes! <laughs> so we have the Shine Doctor on. Again, for the second time, thankful for Steve taking the time to come to it. And then he brought his new counterpart, who they've teamed up doing this amazing training. They're a dynamic Jason duo. Kim, they are. Which, <laughs> no, they, I mean, yeah. For a moment, we joke back and forth. because It was a little like, joke. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys all, married? All like, jokes aside, they're, I mean, they're a legit they're, team. Yeah, they're, they're a legit team. Cool. Well, what was cool is the dynamics, where Steve was like, dynamics. in the past. Interesting. Was, nice fun oh, words. Thanks. Uh was not so super out there, but Jason has done a lot of training in the past, so it just it's created this really great team. It made sense. And if you want to go learn paint correction, that I mean, I don't know if you want to learn we sit, true like, paint correction. Yeah, that's not it, a bad place. That's to go. gonna be like it's a full on boot camp hardcore. Five days of nothing but correction. Or two or three or four. Well, yeah, I guess depending on or which a group. Month. Yeah. And or use the, use the code PINTS. You, you get three. <laughs> you buy one week, get three free. Yeah. There you go. Dude. So you could go pay them for a week. And because you listen to the PINTS of podcast, say, hey, I'm using the code PINTS. You then get to work for Steve for, for the three next weeks. three weeks of the month. Yeah. For free. You, you work for him. You will stay there. I guess at the shop. He said at the shop. Yeah. He, he said, you're working so hard, you'll be sleeping on the floor anyway. Yeah. So, so you don't need a bed. One week, you there cot. you pay him. We'll and throw then in a cot. Three, we'll throw, we'll in throw in the cot. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. Let's throw in a cot. We'll throw in the cot. We'll throw in the cot. All right. DJ's got a cot for you. 
I'll mail it out. <laughs> He'll mail it to Steve. <laughs> but no, super fun episode. We have a lot of great fun with these guys. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. You're going to want to grab a pint or five. Yeah. And uh, sit back and enjoy. Sweet. All right. Have a great night. You too. You, 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 you want to have no, a good night? I'm going to have one, but push the red button. Push the red button? Is it a night for them or morning for them? They could be having a good morning right now. Oh. Like, have a good work day because oh. they're about to start their work day. They could be having a good like, dog walk. It's night now for us. We're recording. Have a good as tweener. I don't know. One of the two. Have something good. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. DJ. Yo. This, this is a. Dude, I'm excited. Yes, you should be <laughs> because you had told me. I wanted you a sour. Were really craving a sour. And you got one. And when I saw this, it should be <laughs> hopefully the blending <laughs> of what you love and what I love. So this is Bright D Wisen Sour. You like so D. So it should be. <laughs> double D's? Double D's? Can I, I like double That's D's? That's fine. I'll give okay, you that. Thanks, I'll thanks. give you that. Yeah. I don't like the D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is the Bright D Wisen Sour. Says it's Tart Mander in Chief. Wow. So from Iron Monk Brewing Company, and uh, my favorite beer is a from Franzenskanner, and it's their Hefeweizen. Well, no, that's my second. I mean, my favorite still got to be uh, Coors Light. No, no. It comes from that oh northwest side of wherever mm. I don't know, sort of that in between Canada and like California. You know, there's like that random place up there. It's nothing but wood. Nobody really lives there. It's just kind of a random. I think they call it uh, Washington or, mm. or you know, there's there's not much up there. You know, but not there's the this, there's this really cool town called that. Seattle that has a really amazing brewery that has. Um, a pumpkin ale that is my favorite. Interesting. Yeah, we've had it. Harlot's Harvest. We've had it on before. Yeah, no, it's I great know. beer. Second favorite would be a Hefeweizen. Can we drink this yet? And we can. All so right. Community. Community. The joke about being up in Washington also ties into our guest. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Welcome, uh, Mr. Shine Doctor himself, Steve Simmons. Welcome. And you brought a guest, too, with you, right? Please introduce your guest. We have Jason Kilmer, and he's the Sandman. Like the song, Mr. Sandman? Oh, he's the Sandman because he is the number one wet sander in the world. Ah, gotcha. If you you are dragging lights on your car, if you are doing any type of sanding or any type of the correction work we do, he is the godfather of that. Foundation of why we do correction this day. That's uh, it's a pretty big. That's a very okay, yep. Mr. Jason. No, say hi. Inter- who are you? Tell us about yourself. Well. <laughs> I mean, that's a you, you've got a you've got a big podium to step into. Yeah, come on up, man. We'll shut up. <laughs> Picked up kind of a sanding block and started sanding when I was 19 years old. So 
I've been standing and buffing cars, high-end cars, pretty much ever since. That's awesome. All right, so let's let's go for the whole story. All right, Jason, you got the mic, so let's start with you. Like, give us the background. I mean, who were you as a kid? Where'd you grow up? Sure. What'd you like to do? All that fun stuff. Sure, sure. Well, my whole story really uh, starts off when I was born. Uh, most actually, most, <laughs> most people's do, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I was born 10 weeks premature. So, consequently... You went quiet real fast, DJ. <laughs> as you were speaking your beer, I'll shut up. <laughs> you about shook just as much as I did. All right, so, con, con, like, 10 weeks, how early is that? Uh, I, was t- I was just over two months. I actually have cerebral palsy on my right side and lacks of or no depth perception in my left eye. So I buff and I stand with one arm and one eye. And nice. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so basically that set my course for life. I do things differently. Yeah. That's, that's how I detail because I have to. So all these systems and all these tools and everything have been adapted so I can use them. So a lot of the, the tools that we use, I have made throughout the years because I've had to do it that way. Like, very impressive to take. Absolutely. If, can I, is it okay to say a weakness? A bit of a, a, sure. a, disadvantage. a disadvantage, disadvantage to the first start of life, and to be yeah. able to flip the cards would be the whole lemon to lemonade, I think, analogy. So yeah. that's 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 awesome, man. That's that's killer. So, but I mean, who were you as a kid? You know, what what'd you do? I, you know, how'd you grow up? I lo- I love cars. Um, ever since I was the age of four, it was drag racing, street rods, anything that had a big cool. motor in it, big yeah. fat tires I loved. So I, I had the car passion, and, and I guess I was detail-oriented, so combined that throughout my full childhood, reading hot rod magazines in between my textbooks in school got me in trouble a lot, but I, I've always loved cars. So it started out um, that way, and I never stopped. So out of high school, did college or went straight to work? What'd you do? Yeah, yeah. Out of high school, I was actually uh, I graduated early, and uh, I, I took uh, auto body and paint uh, course uh, my senior year, and then from there I went to auto body and paint uh, collision shops, things like that. But I always, in the back of my head, I always like hot rods, so. I started getting into hot rod shops and just helping out and being a fly on the wall, uh, sweeping floors and just doing what I could to be around the atmosphere. That's legit. And, How old were you? Uh, about 20, about 20 years old. Uh, so 20 years old out. should be start to head in a spot and you're sweeping floors. So that's, floors. that's awesome, sweeping man. Floors. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, these, you know, that brings up a good point with these young detailers that we see. You, you see, you don't really see the drive sometimes. And I don't know if it's a generation thing, um, but, uh, you know, so, uh, 
you know, some of these guys that we teach and stuff, they think they have it, they have the passion, they have the drive, and then they get around two nut jobs like us, and they're like, man, this is a little bit different. So uh, we, we beat from a different drum, per se. Yeah. Uh, How old are you? How old am I? Well, mm-hmm. I feel a lot older than I really am, but I'm 39. All right. Steve, I don't forget. Me? I'm 42. Jason's my mentor. All right. 39, 42. I'm 41. DJ's one of those young cats at 30, but he's definitely old. <laughs> Let's make that clear right now. <laughs> I'm old. Okay, cool. No, I just want to kind of get an idea where we were at. So 39. Okay, cool. And so you feel that a lot of the guys that, that you talk to or that you know, they don't, what do you mean that they don't have the drive? I think it's really society um, that they just, you know, they're, they're too into Instagram or too into this or too into that one. It's really, it's uh, by being on Instagram and looking at pictures isn't going to make you a better detailer or a better person. You have to get out there and actually do it. Um, so, uh, as great a tool as it is, I think it's a uh, it's a uh, hindrance to uh, the actual physical work part of it. If that makes any sense. No, it does. I, I think it does. I think you're saying in a different way. You're saying they're spending too much time marketing and being social, and less time crafting their skill. Exactly. exactly. And, and then you find a lot of guys that are the other way. They spend yeah. so much time crafting their skill, they don't know a whole lot about business and then don't know how to undo marketing. And so they're exactly. the guys that are our age that are still working in a shop by themselves. They're or the best around, though. They're the best around, but oh, yeah. they haven't taken, which, you know, we had an episode recently where we talked about if you're that guy, how can, right now, if today is the best time to be a detailer, how can you have another shop? How can you have team members? How can you have cars? How can you have a side at an airport? How can you have a side at an auction? How, like, how can you actually grow the business? So, yeah, I totally get it. There's plenty of people that are way too much into the marketing and show, not enough about the actual skill, and then there's there's plenty that are the other way too. Hmm? Well, I think they have this false pretense that they're going to get rich detailing, and you don't get rich detailing. I'll tell you that. You got to do a lot more. You got to be a lot more well-rounded and a little more flexible, and you got to really, you know, get your nose to the grindstone. And uh, a lot of them, they just kind of hop in and they get into debt, and they don't really have a, a craft in the trade, really. Yep. And that's that's their downfall right there. And instead of just, you know, we've been through this conversation, you and I, Marty, before about, you know, starting off as just as a basic detailer washing cars or something you know not going out and buying twenty thousand dollars worth of tools that you really don't even need or know how to use mm-hmm. so i mean you're preaching man you keep going keep going man we're <laughs> we're, 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 we're just <laughs> in the audience just, we're letting we're, you roll <laughs> yeah. because i mean detail it is not a fat it's 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 being treated as a fat in certain parts of the market and it's putting a real fog on certain uh, you know, classifications of detailing. I mean, there's obviously we have car wash detailers, we have production detailers, we have wholesale detailers, we have high end restoration detailers. 
And then we have phantom detailers. What's a phantom where detailer? Where they just are in the darkness doing killer work and just keeping their mouth shut. And that's what Jason yeah. did for a long time. Yeah, no, we're, you're, we're completely with you. We just recently on an episode had Rob Schrufer on, who I had met but did not realize. I mean, he is your atypical phantom guy. I didn't realize that he's got nine vehicles out there. He's got an auction that he runs. He's got multiple a dealership, locations. and he's got multiple and hundred and how many? Fifty. Hundred and fifty team members that he's running a business off of. But he started by just cleaning cars, and he started it by not buying dumb shit and saving his money and reinvesting it into his business. So, yeah, man. Right. I mean, we, DJ and I have just talked about it because we were like. How many shops right now? Mm -hmm. Cool. It's really great that you were in this amazing time to be a detailer, and you've invested so much, which you and I have talked about, Steve, because as you put in your shop, you didn't go insane and spend an insane amount of money on lighting and this and that and having to have the walls this and having to, like, no, you just, you, you opened up a shop. Like, and yeah, there's so many no people day. that have invested way too much in one avenue when... Yeah. What would that have been if they didn't need that many lights and that many bays and that many this? Well, and what if you could have brought in a team member and actually grew a business and started a mobile out of it and then went to two mobiles? Like, like there's all kinds of different ways it could go. So there's all kinds of different yeah. ways. If you can't, you know, you could be the best. Let's say if you're the best bomb ass pizza maker, you made this pizza that's just the best in the world. But if you can't market yourself, nobody's gonna line up to your door and eat it. Mm -hmm. But and then, you know, if you, and then, you know, you got like, I, I don't have any debt in my business to this day. I could clap my hands together and be like, poof, I'm out of here. Nicely done. Cheers to that. So, yeah, it, it's just, just spend wisely, you know what I mean? And, and you know, it's just, it's a, it's a different generation that's coming up into detailing. And I know it's a good time to become a detailer. But uh, at the same time, we've got a lot of guys that, that really need to get some a grip on you know a business how it runs i mean all these some of these they don't have a business license they don't have insurance you know and uh they're running around working on a million dollar cars and it's just it's just a it's really interesting because it muddles the situation for, for you know not that they're disrespectful but for respectable detailers that you know have all that background and everything set up and then when something falls out with one of these guys that don't know what they're doing then the trust becomes an issue for the guy that actually really knows what they're doing yeah well and we i mean so this is that it's interesting we've talked about that quite a bit too i think the reason why some of these guys get it is one of the most lowest cost entry entrepreneurial ventures that somebody could start do you think that mm -hmm. clients looking for business, though, or looking for a detailer looks at they want the lowest price and they assume responsibilities in case something happens? They're looking at the highest price guy with the insurance and the... Oh, great question. I mean, do, do, do you, I mean I don't, that's what I just thought of just a second. I mean, like, so as a client, are they, do they know that, or do they assume everyone has insurance and licenses and blah, 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 or do they know, I like, okay, this guy's right. working out... It's an assumption. Is it an assumption, or how many, are they assuming how the risk on their Rolls Royce because this guy charged fifty bucks, but he, if he messed them up, cool, I'll eat it. But I don't want to use Eco Green and charge one fifty, but because they have insurance, they'll pay for it. They'll do this, and, and right. I'm I'm paying more for 
almost insurance in a sense because that company's going to take responsibility knowing that Joe Bob over here out of his trunk, he's only yeah. charging 25 bucks. There's no way he has a business life. Like, but I know I assume that risk because that's, I mean. That's a great insight. That's great insight. Well, I, I agree with that. And, and it, so it depends and on the customer base. It does depend on the customer base. Who are you reaching out to on a customer base? I mean, if you came to where I live, and you see, the, I mean, I don't get the coolest cars around here, but but I don't worry about what everybody else is doing around me. I can only control what's in my shop, you know. And and people, I do have cars come by that have been beat on by local shops around here, and I just, I don't care. I'm just like, whatever. And then you tell them how much it is, and they look at you like, well, I, I just paid $150 for them to have my car detailed and polished. But they didn't realize that there was dirt in the in the wool pad they're using, and they're and it's all dry and they're running all over the car, and, and now it's just it's destroyed. They burnt through paint edges and stuff like that. So they come to me and they expect me to fix it for 150 bucks, and I'm like, I can't. It's, it's not there, you know. And we're, I mean, it's just a hairy situation, and we're, I'm not against for the detailers, the, the smaller guys trying to get ahead. I, I, I'm not against that. I'm, a, I'm for getting anybody into gear and helping them out to get to a better situation so they're reputable. Yeah, definitely. Giving them more more skills to, to learn, which we'll get we'll get into that in a second. I, how long is this? I'll start with the answer, but I want to ask the question. How long did it take you, <clears throat> for both of you, and Jason, you too, you know, to progressing your business enough to afford insurance. Because I talked to a guy earlier in a DM and he was asking, like, he's trying to get out there further on his own, leave his job, like run his business. But he's like, man, that's, I know I'm supposed to have insurance, but man, that's a big price to put. Like he just didn't have the it money. Is. And I'm like, it you is. know what? I, I didn't for years. I didn't have I insurance, did. and I said you. I had, you, I had insurance in my garage day one. I did. I had insurance day one when I opened when I started detailing. I, I'm always about risk, and I, and and I'd rather be a little poor paying insurance than something happens, and I don't have the capital. Like right now, I let's say something happened right now. Um, I have the capital to pay for it myself. I'd rather pay for it myself than pay for it with my insurance because we know how that works. And, and so it's just I've worked around cars all my life, so I've learned to respect them. Um, a lot of these guys, they've never even worked around a car in their entire life. And uh, they see they go on Instagram or Facebook or some social media platform and decide, hey, you know, uh, look at look at look, look at this guy. What he's doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and do this, and they're they're influenced. And just because you can, you know, it's like a guy going out and buying a pair of Michael Air Jordans. Does that make you Michael Air Jordan? Not oh, at yeah. all. No. So, so this would be an interesting question. Hold on. Let me actually before I get to that, let me go backwards. Okay. So you sure. said day one. For me, it was years. I am all about risk too. And so my only risk that I assumed was moving that car. And so I was the only one that moved cars. I assumed the risk myself. I, we only did washes and we put yes. on waxes. And I mean, this was 2002. There wasn't paint correction. I didn't have to worry about burning anything. I just, I'm literally just out there washing cars. 
So, but back in 2002, there wasn't as many people trying to headhunt you. That's the other thing. Is that, you know, there's people out there that are trying to always take advantage of the situation. Back in 2002, I mean, we're talking, you know, 17 years ago, people could be a little more uh, trusted. Uh, clients were a little more dedicated. Uh, as, as a generation in whole, things have become a little more muddled and, and they muddied up the waters because everybody's just wanting to sue for anything. So you got to have that protection this day back in 2002 you're right i probably wouldn't have had any insurance but we know how the world is this day and age and you gotta cover your t- you gotta cover your ass cya okay but fair enough that's i mean we just wanted to pose a question so for yeah. me i was years um before i went okay i think i should probably make sure that i'm covered and i'm i'm done with that risk um yeah. dj what about you yeah quite a few years i mean early on in business. I mean, I got maybe two, three years, something like that, and it was fairly cheap at the time because I just needed just some... But it was also 2010. Correct, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was many years ago. Yeah, it was way cheaper. Hold on, here's the other thing, too. Also, I've been through some life experiences. I've only been doing this for three and a half years. So I'm old... And I, I've been through enough life experiences. Someone that's in 19 or 20 years old is supposed to start now with detailing. I mean, they, they, they don't have enough life experiences yet, so they're not really able to encompass all of what's going on on a risk factor. They're just they're, they're still flying through the trees. You know, they're running through the trees. And for me, I, I, I paced myself and I was slowed down, and I've already been through enough life experience to say, oh, this is what I need. You know, here we go. Let's do this more calculated so instead of being you know instead of being so reactive you know you're proactive oh yeah no we're we're not arguing with, no, I with don't yeah know no no we're, we're just we were just sharing point. our own answers it it's interesting um a couple episodes ago we had um uh the pose a question of what are some of the three things that somebody if they're going to start their business we had Alan on from over in uh, Europe or UK, and one of the things that he said, one of his first things was to get insurance. Well, the, like, that was the first. Oh, thing it was the first. So very similar to you. So we just wanted to pose the question to open up discussion. Um, no, no, business license, insurance, and you know, and, and just I don't know what the third thing would be, but I mean. For me, it was business license insurance. You know what I mean? Because if you got you get caught without a business license in the state, you're considered a fraud. Then you got to pay for the next person's attorney. You know, those are the things you you think about. You know what I mean? I want to lay my head down at night every night, not worrying about someone trying to come after me for something. Maybe it's paranoia, or maybe it's just common sense. It might be just the right thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You're right. You're going. It is the right thing to do, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. You know, it's just a it's just a tough thing right now because detailing has become, in a certain portion of the market, a fad. As soon as one comes out, I mean, one comes in and they don't realize how much work and effort that's involved in cleaning a car, just cleaning a car, and then they decide they want to start polishing a car. Uh, it's difficult. It's time consuming, and they're not either not charging enough or they're not they're charging too much for for their lack of skill set it's just and and so that's why we brought on training i'm not going to touch on training too much yet because i know we want to talk about that in a little bit but jason and i we're getting older and this kind of you know 
back grueling, you know. Bro, appreciate it. Last night, I passed out. Like, we yeah. did a Land Cruiser. I went in a bit early yesterday and knocked out this Land Cruiser. No, I was there at 8. That's oh, early. Wow, yeah. And, uh, and we got it knocked out. But, boy, at the end of my day, I was exhausted. Like, yeah. like it just, it does. Like, it begins to just, as you get older, your body just literally cannot take as much as you used to. Yeah, I mean, I have good days, and then I have bad days. <laughs> more bad days. I mean, I'm starting to have more bad days than good days, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I like doing it, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to be on a constant, you know, IV of detailing. I, I, you know what I mean? So we, how do we supplement our income? Well, let's start – we're, we're highly skilled paint correction specialists. Let's offer up some training on that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I thought it was amazing that you guys – but like you said, hold on, we'll get into that. Jason, yeah. do you have anything more about your story of who you are and all that? Because we completely chased a, a very good no, rabbit. No. no, I mean, I've been involved with so much stuff I can't remember. I mean, I've, uh, I started working at Griot's Garage for oh, eight that's years. Cool. Uh, I did what some, was that like? Uh, it was interesting. It was fun. It was fun. I mean, I've done cars that are worth $30 million a piece that no one even knows they exist. And, you know, uh, I've done so much different stuff. I've worked with McGuire's. I've done NXT with Kevin Brown. I've started KXK Dynamics. Uh, me and Steve are working on training and some other stuff. And Wait, Tell us about KXK Dynamics because I've seen it with Steve and I've seen it from but. Uh, give us, you know, why did you create it? You know, what, uh, tell me about your business. Okay, so we started uh, about, it'll be five years in December. Uh, it's with myself, uh, Andy Ward of Proficient X, and Aaron Knox of Red's Detail in Atlanta. Uh, we just started the company um, just trying to help out other detailers coming up with products that will make them more efficient and more profitable. So we've, we've created a couple products as of now. And then, uh, um, so we train, we make products, we are open to the public just to help out uh, other detailers because we are detailers. So it's it's by detailers for detailers. That's and awesome. So, Love that. So yeah, what different so products is? I just thought it was sand. Sanding, so what all different stuff do you have? No, no, no. So we have our first product was PR1, which is a, the, I believe it was one of the first, if not the first, multi-polisher holder rack, whatever you want to call it. Um, then we came up with the PR2, which is a singular or double uh, holder rack. And then we've got a variety of sanding blocks. And uh, we're about ready to release uh, something I really can't get into, but it should be released uh, as of next month. And uh, Come on. Here on the Pines of Polishing Podcast, you can't give us a teaser? Like, yeah, like no, a, no, no come on, listens. like, yeah, like, it's okay. We won't, like. It's, it, it's going to save the detail a lot of money. We'll, we'll, we'll say that, and it's going to be uh, oh, great. That's so broad. Yeah, like, that's broad. Every product is supposed that's to broad. save the detailer money, man. Come on, like, is it a tool? Is it a chemical? What is it? it? No, it, it goes on a tool. Let, let's say that. Okay, it goes on a so on a polisher. 
Yes. <laughs> All right, so, so it's a product that goes on a polisher. Let's play the guessing yeah, game. You want to? Punches, I'm, I'm, like, you, you can do a punch. You can punch a uh, standing disc out. Oh, out. here we go. Here we go. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So it's it's about it's about being efficient. Okay. And, uh, that, that's really the, the main goal at KFK is how can we bring the detailer more skill set, more efficiency, and, and really more profitability because we wouldn't have all this. So there's no reason to detail if we can't put money in our bank account for, you know, Steve and myself, we're married. Well, not together, but we're married. <laughs> oh, man. Congratulations, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of upset hey, we didn't so get in the Vegas, invite. Are we celebrating your guys' unity? Is hey, that what we're doing? What yeah, do you guys yeah, like gift-wise? I mean, are you a Bath and Body Works type, dude? or? You want candles? Yeah, you we move? can. What do you need? We can do one of those packages from Bath and Body Works. Yeah. They have all the soaps and shampoos and stuff in What's there with it. What's your GoFundMe? We'll yeah, start, yeah, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. start one for your. Uh, your I just shower. didn't see any pictures from the wedding, dude. Yeah, no, it's in Vegas. Oh, like, Mobile Tech. Yeah, Mobile Tech Vegas or SEMA Vegas. Okay. One. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're trying to make it to SEMA. We have full plans to be at SEMA this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You got to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the big thing in the industry, man. This is the first. Community. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, KXK's for, you know, by detailers, for detailers. Um, That's awesome, man. The, their, their group of guys, Andy Ward and uh, Aaron Donson, Jason Kilmer, um, were highly inspiration to who I, a big inspiration to who I am right now. That's cool. Um, they're the all. They're the really the biggest. The group of guys that I believed in the most. Um, kind of the um, the pirates of detailing is what I like to call it. You know Ooh. what I mean? It's just different. Um, real gritty. Because because it's detailing's gotten cool. fancy. Is I think well, where you're heading. Like, like it's you know, fancy. Has become, is they try to make it like it's sexy, and, and it's not sexy. I mean, I've got dirt all over my knees. I got compound in my hair. You may not be sexy as all that. Everywhere. Bro, <laughs> bro did you see that selfie I posted earlier? I'm fucking sexy. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm not sexy. Trust me. <laughs> not either. <laughs> oh, I am, guys. I am. DJ's still young. He thinks he's sexy. Oh, I know I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, His yeah, wife says he's sexy, so, you know. Oh, I remind her every day. Matters. As long as the wife thinks you're sexy. All right, so anyway, say it again. So detailing's gotten a little sexy. You're well, you don't like sex, it, and so it's yeah, that's yeah. Kind of show. It's it, it's become Not kind of a this show. You know what I mean? And, and uh, it's 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 hard to explain, but it, it's just basically like it's this really sexy thing, you know? And it's it's back breaking ass blue collar work. Uh, it's never gonna be. Hey, look at me in my loafers and my polo shirt khakis. It's not gonna work that way. Um, the real detailers wear flip flops. I agree. That's what he said. I wear them every day. Don't wear loafers with flip flops. No, DJ wears loafers and I wear flip flops. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I could bring any detailer into this shop with Jason and I. We could, we could beat him down in a day. And it's not oh. that we're being mean to them. It's just that they really don't have any clue of what real correction work is. Well, is that why you this call it a boot Jeep, camp? We got a black Jeep in here that this guy literally was passed out on the floor. We had to take him home. He was done. What, what kind of Jeep? 
just a Wrangler in black. Oh, well, those are tough. They're super soft. I hate my black Wrangler. It's always got marine. It can never. Yeah. I think we tried to correct it one time in literally 12 hours. I think they're going to tell us a secret right now. Oh, you're going to tell us a secret to a tell black us right now what Wrangler? to do on your black Wrangler? Yes, please do. Because we wipe Shit. it with. <laughs> Put a wrap on it. That's what you should do. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Good answer. Cover that black up because it is soft. You're right. Yeah. It's not. It's just. And, and we know what it's like to try to correct a G to a T. There's a lot going on trying to get those tight. And uh, I, I just, I think it's a reality. They're almost, they get, the first day they come in, you know, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, I could do this in a day or two. And then we're on day two and we're not even halfway done and they're on the floor. You know what I mean? So, and it's okay. It, it's not, not that we're hounding on them for doing that. And we patted them on the back and we said, it's okay. It's okay. We'll take it you to your hotel, sleep it off. We'll see you in the morning. You know, and so just relax. Did so you at least okay. beat him? We can't help it that, you know, you got Jason and I that we can just run circles around people because we got so many cards in the deck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. All right, so let's let's get into the like since we went there, let's hop in. So what made you, Steve, decide you wanted to start leading training classes because i think when we when we talked when it's been almost a year now i think right since you've been on the podcast it's been a, it's been a year yeah, yeah it's been because yeah I, I i just had gotten into the shop when you, you were here i was working on some 50 something pontiac that had some shit enamel on it and i was sanding it um I did not but here's what i was going to say like i think you had even said you you recently kind of got into it i don't Jason told his story. Before we jump into this, give us your quick elevator pitch. Who's Steve? Who's Shine Doctor? Give us a little background. Well, my name is Steve Simmons, Shine Doctor, Auto Spa owner. Uh, I have a deep passion for cars. I always have. I uh, started off doing a little bit of painting with my dad in the garage almost as a toddler. And I've uh, worn many hats, different jobs between, you know, being a manager of a oil change place, working at Burger King, working for law enforcement, staying at home with my daughter as a stay-at-home dad, garage detailing to a full-fledged shop, reputable shop in my town, and uh, I strive to uh, hold a ground with detailing and set a presence. Yeah. Cool. All right, so when we talked, you weren't exactly, you know, thrilled about a bunch of other people and what now makes you want to bring them into your shop to train them because we need help that's why because awesome that's awesome only so, okay the type of correction work i think that a lot of people get it twisted about the type of correction work that's going on there's polishers and then there's correction guys jason and i uh and there's there's less than 10 guys in the United States that can actually do true correction work it, and we want to help and get these guys not not expecting them to be like those 10 guys maybe the dirty dozen or whatever you want to call them we just want to help them be a little more um, efficient and smart about how they're doing because they come in and you know just like your influence with Michael Jordan dunking a basketball and the way he dribbled. Who? You're like, okay, I want to be like that too, but I'm not, you know, Michael Jordan wasn't burning through paint 
and making you know it wasn't and making less money. It's it's just we're trying to help guys out to get a full their head wrapped around what is involved in correction work. We see. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. I really do, right? Because, because it's so hard to teach, right? Which we say in our training classes, like most of what we do is not correction. Majority of what I think detailers should be doing is what we call a pain enhancement. And Get that's a, okay. That's where the money's at, to be honest with Marty you. Marty likes enhancement. Money to be a polisher. Yeah. yeah. No, I do. Yeah, I, I completely really agree. And it, it came out of DJ and I, when we first got into doing coatings, we were told we had to correct the paint yeah. every time. Every time you got to correct the paint. You got to. And yeah. the, the 10 to 14 mm -hmm. to 18 hours we would spend correcting the paint to that That's 90. a lot of six packs. 90% was the least we would go. We were expecting a 95 to 100% every yep. time full light That's straight. Not not it's not realistic. realistic. It's not. You're, you're absolutely right. That's our point. We would spend 18 hours, sometimes multiple days, trying to achieve this correction because this company out of California told us we had to put on do a correction before coating. And it just, it wasn't realistic. You couldn't make money. And you no. couldn't have a life. You couldn't do anything. The rest of our business failed because we were spending till 3 o'clock in the morning and then trying to wake up and do it again the next morning. At, at DJ would get up at I'd 6. I'd be at 6, yeah. I'd get in at not Like, it just, it, what, you're right. Like, it's not, it's not feasible. And so there's so many people that don't understand the, yeah, the mean, difference between be, enhancement and correction. Everything's a correction. It can be done. It has to be in the right situation or car. Doing 90% correction on a daily driven car is pointless. It really Agreed. Is. And I think a lot of guys are losing money because they think that 90% is the, is the status quo. Could, be, good community. could, so not, like, be, could not be more like on the, the same page. Like the pressure from the peers, mm -hmm. from the high-end mm -hmm. detailers like us. Yep think they need to be that way but we're we aren't we aren't making any they, when they get to the shop we set them straight and, we, and we're like listen that that is pointless and if you want to make money here's how you you cut and polish you know you just it's just a different yeah so, so the land cruiser that we just got through doing when i talked and and i've started to really even try and do story videos where i'm walking out to the car with the customer trying to ask the questions to see what they see in their paint. All the stuff we try and help educate and say like, listen, ask your customer what they see before you just tell them you gotta do a paint correction. Like get their actual needs. So so this last one, this Land Cruiser comes in. I only did not want heat, you know, hey, I really wanna get it all the way. Like you wanna sand? And I'm like, uh, I can sand, it's not a problem. I said, but let me get the car in the shop let me see what I can do with just putting on some compound, and then we'll see if we really want to go to sanding. And well, I've, I finished with like, hey, man, I'm going to buff this and polish it. It's going to get in and out, and you're going to be happy. And he was good to go because he didn't have to pay for the expertise of sanding. Right, because, I mean, sand, everybody wants to sand now, but they don't know how to do it. And we're trying to teach guys to correct smart. Hey, hold on. Who do they need to go see? Those to come things. see us for that. No, that's the perfect. Like, I was going old school. I thought it would be right up your alley. they got to go see the Sandman. 
Right. Sandman. Enter Mr. Sandman. DJ didn't oh, know that song. God. Uh-uh. Dude, it's it's uh it's legitimate. What when they come over here, we break them down. I mean, we set them straight. I, I, I it's a reality check when they walk through these doors. Good. And well, we we set standards to make their life easier so they can make more money. So they're not us in 20 years. Right. Hopefully they're a lot smarter than we are. If I would have had someone like myself 20-some years ago, I would be a lot – we would probably wouldn't be talking because I'd be some in the Fuji Island making money. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just – it's the reality. Um, you know, it's not for everybody, especially what I do. I mean, I've spent a whole year on a car. I've spent over a 1,000 hours just polishing a car in one year. One car. That's it. That's insane. You know, the, the type of correction works we used to do, uh, you know, we'd sand a car several times and then buff a car several times, you know. So we have three or to 500 hours in color sand and polishing a car. And we may have a month to do it. And the paint's still drying. So, I mean, that that's the side that I come from that's completely out of the norm, but that's what we were doing, you know, almost 20 years ago, before all this fancy stuff was around. I didn't even know detailing existed because I came from a body shop background. Okay, so at this point, at this point in the podcast, people are probably wondering, okay, what, what all is taught in these classes, what all is taught in these classes, like, so what, what goes on, like, what do they learn in the classes, like, what, kind of talk to us about the class itself. Yeah, we, we give them, you know, I've been teaching classes now for probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned, when I first started, I, I threw everything at them. And I, I learned real quickly that the skill set was a lot lower. So we've had to change the class structure around. Um, we start them out basically just with basic polishing see where they're at and uh we don't really have a cookie cutter class per se because everyone comes from a different background everybody has a different skill set and then everybody wants to do different things so you have you might have a wholesale detailer you might have a wholesale retail detailer you may have a full-on custom detailer so they're they're coming from different wants and needs and different backgrounds so it's we have a core set of things that we go through just the basics and then we just kind of let them loose and do their thing and then uh just critique them as uh as the days go on if that makes any sense yeah so it's more custom based it's focused on what the detailer wants to achieve needs to achieve and it's not a sit them down yeah sit them down and ask them what they want we physically sit them down and we get in front of a whiteboard and we ask them what do you want to learn so Which it's open to their interpretation. We're willing to bend and flex whatever way they need it, but we're all gonna also gonna try to teach them to be smart. Right, and I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's one cost for the whole class for the week, right? What's uh, what do you guys charge for the class? So we well we've got a two day group class we do, and that's six hundred okay, so, per day. So multiple types. Okay, go ahead. So six hundred for two yeah. days. And so as you know, it be it's less expensive as a group because there's a group of guys. So this guy right now that Humberto. Uh, He's paying five thousand dollars for the week. All right, so five grand for five days. 
thousand yep. bucks a day. That, that's and that's probably right on par with a lot of other big. I think a lot of training stuff is about that much, right? Four or five. Yeah, it, yeah that's about, about par. All, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, with you guys, they're gonna get straight, hands-on, dive right in, can't get off yep. the floor type of detailing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's no sitting down. It, yeah. We just sat down today. Well, he sat down today. He passed out. Yeah, when he passed, that's what I was saying. Like, you're going to get to the end of your day and pass out. Like, that's yeah, much more yeah. worth it. Yeah, and he's getting, I mean, the, we just did a class, uh, was it last weekend or the weekend before? La, the weekend before last, two weekends ago, we had uh, seven detailers come in from all over the U.S. So this is and your group we had class. A, a four, we had a forest service, uh, donated forest service truck. You know what those look like. And then we had two other uh, cars that we did, uh, basically how to polish and make money. You know what I mean? And then the red truck was like, hey, this is how you don't make money, is when you take something that's got Texas pinstripes times 20 on it, and you got to block the whole thing. So they really, it was a reality check for them because they had one panel, and each one of them, they, they, they couldn't finish it. It took seven to eight hours on one panel to block. And they, and they, but they, but they learned a lot from it. And yeah, but hold on. No, I know, I know what you're saying, but I just was like, wait a second. Did you just say they'll spend seven to eight hours just sanding a panel? They had to, because they don't, they aren't, they aren't, they don't have the expertise yet. And so it, it's just a struggle to those, those. those yeah, to, to remove those branch rash, the branch rash on it, I mean, it's like taking your car keys and then wrapping around your knuckles and dragging it over a panel like 50 times or maybe 100 times. And they got to block it. And it's tough. And it really tests who you are. You know what I mean? But we try to not like it who they are and size, make them size up to each other. And, you know, it's just sanding's not for everybody. That's why it's so rare. I know there's DA sanders and stuff like that, but we're, we're we're hardcore block sanders. We hand sand, and there's a reason for that too. So all those videos and photos you put up on your IG, like as you've grown through it, and you're not spending that time per panel, what do you spend on your average car that you're showing? You know, the full wet sand and then buff polish. What what's the uh, average time you well, spend we're on? Well, doing a, a scuff and buff, so that means. Well, there may be some 1500 in the mix, but it's 3000 wet rotary DA. It's like a three step, four step correction, whatever they call it right now. And uh, between Jason and I, we could have it whipped out in two days. But there's a certain. Is that so two days, days, like 16 hours? Is that two uh, days, about 20 10 hours? To 12 hours a day. 10 to 12 hours a day. So and more like 20 about, hours? About three or four hours of it, we stand around and go get lunch. We are. We're, we're very rare, you guys. I'm not trying to float our own boats or anything like that, but we are not anything like any other correction worker. And that's why I want to share this with people so they can come in, not to float our boats, but to give them some tools and some, and some wits and to be smart about things. Okay. And smart about things? To about knowing when to speak. It's like the Kenny, Jason has this saying, and he'll tell you about Kenny Rogers. So Hey, I, all right, Kenny Rogers. A couple, a couple sayings. My first one is, sand to improve, not remove. Okay. Meaning that 
there's only so much paint on factory paints. And so the idea is not necessarily to remove the scratch, just to improve it so the customer's happy so you can get in and get out. Uh, yeah, the, I would agree with that 100%. Right, correct. Yeah. yeah. How, how many percent? And 100. Then, uh, this, wow. The Kenny yes. Rogers thing is no one to We're talking Kenny Rogers. Know when to walk away and when to run. DJ doesn't know that. We've sat at tables in Vegas, and we, yeah. we went to Old Vegas, <laughs> and we sat at the Golden Nugget, and we land, like we failed, failed, failed. But then we got this one chick that was just throwing it out to us, and we were putting my, like, and I finally went, okay, man, I'm good. DJ's like, no, man, no, man, I'm going to ride this. He's like, cool. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> Broke as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know when to hold them. Didn't yeah. know when to fold them. He didn't yeah. listen to the song, you know. I mean, it just, it is what it is. You should listen to the song, man. You should but, listen you to know, the song. You know, and that just comes from experience. I mean, I. He knows from, now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's experience. I mean, I've learned from some of the best paint technicians ever in the world. And, you know, I learned from them, and I just kept my mouth shut when I was younger. And. You know, it's. I look at back now, it's very true. I mean, there's some things that I look at now and I can just look at it and say, yeah, that's a no-go. As where a younger detailer would attack it and they would make a mistake and then it would, it would snowball into this bad, bad taste in their mouth and the customer's mouth. And, and that's really what we strive in the training is, okay, guys, what's your skill set, okay? And then... What are you trying to chase and who are you trying to impress? Are, are you trying to impress other detailers? Are you trying to impress a customer? Or are you trying to impress someone? We, we, we want a good experience with the customers, and sometimes we go over the edge, and uh, so you you got to know when to hold them. Yeah, and, and, well, uh, and you're, you're right about the impressing. There's so many times that people are impressing the wrong people. DJ talks about that all the time. It's all this IG, Facebook crap where you're posting all these before and afters and the process. With no content, no, no description. To other detailing groups. It's like and you're tagging detailing. all these other detailers yeah. in photos. Well, I, get tagged, I don't like, understand it. Why are you freaking yeah, tagging me in this photo? I don't, don't pay my bills. Well, they yeah. do when they train or buy products, but... In hindsight, if I just had a regular shop without those outlets, if by taking someone really important, that doesn't do anything for my checking account. No, not at all, man. That's so, my, one of my biggest pet peeves. It, it, it's just the reality of it. Unfortunately, that is the reality now that we live in with the social media platform. And I think that's because of this this younger generation. They're, they're, they're trying to impress upon this, this. They're trying to impress and improve for i don't know if it's self-gratification or something i mean i get i definitely get the pro i definitely get pride here and there to show off your work but make sure you put in the effort to market to your client base first that you're the expert at what you're doing but but let me say this here's my insight on it here's but my insight. hold on let me say this real quick hold on smart ass i mean i'm i'm different on many levels when it comes to posting you know how i it's crazy music and crazy stuff going on and and a lot of people their interpretation of me is a he's wacky maybe he's an asshole maybe he's <laughs> this or that but when they come here in person they're like man he's a really nice well-spoken nice guy i mean let's face it i thought he was yeah you know and, <laughs> you know he lives about an hour south of me and i'm like who is this shine duck guy like 
Like, <laughs> first of all, who names their, their business Shine Doctor? Like, that's laughable. Well, yeah, we learned is. about it on that first podcast. Is because his yeah. wife is actually a doctor, and he wanted to become the Doctor of Shine. Yeah, yeah, but little did he know that old Jason Kilmer in our yeah. North <laughs> was the true Shine <laughs> Was doctor. the Sandman. The Sandman. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how... You get connected through the uh, the realm of uh, just over time how things work out. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that topic too. We'll jump into that. Let me just say right. here's here's my I think insight on why detailers do that is what is the main majority of posts from everybody else in the country? Highlight reel. Highlight reel. Showing my oh, good yeah. side, only showing the great, like, it's, yeah. and so, it, of course, it's naturally then going to go into, here's what I'm doing, I'm showing you my highlight reel of being, this is why I'm so great. I think I we struggle and we try and encourage to help detailers understand the business aspect of being able to use this platform for business. The struggle is because the Instagram's grown so popular because it's a highlight reel. Because it doesn't matter who you are, you always try and show the best of what you're doing. But you know what's funny is that what I get away with on my page, nobody can get. And my customers come to me because they like the way my page is, which is odd. You think my page would scare people away? It doesn't. It's it's an odd thing. And hell yeah, I show both the shit out of my cars. I don't give a shit. I mean, that's the way I am. I'm proud of what I did. There's nothing wrong with that. But you got to get it straight. And I think that I've created kind of this little niche in the market to where you've seen more of that showboat effort because... You know, you're right, but hold on, Steve. Do you post yeah. the exact same photo every time? Oh, hell no. Oh, no, hell no, you don't. Do you only post no. before and after? No, no you give context, you give description, yeah, yeah, yeah. you walk yeah, yeah, people yeah. through the story. Like in your stories, yeah. you're laying the whole process out. I think yeah, our point is that people don't do what you do. They only post that awesome after photo that's in the yeah, exact right, same. Like right. yeah. that's what yeah, we meant. Right. That's what yeah, we meant. Workflow. Post your workflow yeah, you got to post the story of explaining yeah. the process. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody that posts better workflow than Jeremy Stevens from Shine Supply. You got to hand it to the guy. He holds your hand through the whole process. I mean, yeah, he he does a really good job of trying to explain it. He keeps it at a minimum level. Um, and, and, and for the per person that's the weekend warrior, the guy that's in his garage that just wants to take care of his car, or maybe guys like Jason and I. Yeah. So that's a, I love that you said that because I think it perfectly goes into DJ and I will be doing a branding discussion at Mobile Tech Vegas. And that's yep. something specifically we talk about is using the platform for brand. The reason yep. why you, you said that people just can't stop on your page or can't like that's where they find you. And even though you think it's crazy, they can't stop looking at it is yep. is the before and after photos. It is the, the bragging. But it is the storytelling. It's the process. It's the descriptions. Right. It's telling people what you did. Branding through yeah. it, and that is your brand. Yep. Like, that is your brand. You are the doctor. You are the shine doctor. So this is how you performed it. Yep. If you didn't yeah, do that, 
I would I argue get, that you wouldn't have the following and the. I didn't get thirty thousand followers by being a shitty, you know, explanation or a shitty detailer. No, you know, you, I'm saying you didn't get them by just pa- just posting the photo. You're getting no, it because of the whole process. Yeah, storyteller, yeah. You're very yeah, informative and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, for sure. yeah. <laughs> There's an attitude on my page. Very much. Say whatever they want. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? As as where on my platform, I'm the exact opposite of him. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot longer, and I've done fifty million dollar cars before. That gets maybe be a hundred likes. When I first started Instagram, it's a forty million dollar car. Pebble <laughs> Beach Best to Show in two thousand eight, and here I get a hundred and eight likes. And then Shine Doctor over here posts a stupid picture or something stupid. That's <laughs> no big deal. He gets two thousand likes. It, it, it's kind of comical. It is comical. Yeah, hey, that's why he's the doctor. Yeah, he's you the know? doctor, man. That's, so. <laughs> you just gotta. He just, goes, you just he, gotta say cheers, he, bro. He just goes further south than <laughs> you. Yeah. I can't even hold a candle to the guy that's sitting next to me here. I mean, DJ says that all the time. Hey man, own it. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's just some of his perception. So definitely. All right, DJ, speaking of holding candles, speaking of holding candles, how about this? Oh beer? yeah. We got to talk. I know y'all aren't drinking, but we are. Yeah, it sucks for you guys. Oh, yeah. But this, uh, what is it, a uh, something sour? <laughs> a wise It's a, a something wise, sour. A wise and sour? A wise and sour. DJ wanted a sour. He was like, man, I really could go for one. So I thought it would be a great little tweener. The what? A tweener. The what? A tweener. Uh, the between, right? Well, yeah, but you call it a tweener. That just doesn't sound like a good word. Well, that's why you call it a tweener. That's like a teen wiener. Yeah, dude, that's exactly <laughs> like, not a good word, Marty. It's You've an, never it's, heard of tweener. I'm not into that kind of. It's an in between. <laughs> it's in between a heffenweizen and a sour, right? Yeah, you definitely yeah, taste a sour, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you think. You it's like incredible. it? What do you What do you taste? I taste uh, a really really good sour. Yeah. You probably should be tasting since there's a plane that says boysenberry and it's tossing berries down. Berry is, but it definitely has a berry flavor. It's definitely berry flavor. It's berry flavor. Sorry, you guys are tossing berries and tweeners? <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not married. <laughs> hey, we're, we're not married. We can we're still not do that kind of stuff. So. You, know. you guys aren't married? Sounds no. like you should be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should be. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> he came back at us because they were married, and now we're tossing. He had to come back at us. Yeah, I like it. Oh, it's all fun and games. Oh, of course, of course. Somebody falls on a tweener. Yeah. Until <laughs> <laughs> somebody falls on a tweener. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, so I'm on my mouth. I got a bad mouth, so I'll keep it. I'll keep it PC. Oh, it's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> we're we're detailers. Like that's all that. Listen, oh, yeah. we've had we had we had the go DJ. You can tell it. The <laughs> only negative comment oh, we've gotten. No. We were speaking at MGE Orlando yeah. last year, and this one female was like, "You know, your podcast is great. It's very informative, but." It, 
it's just what you say it was a shop talk. Shop like, talk. It's your guys. Like it's all about guys, and you talk. <laughs> yeah, just the locker. Yep. It's just like it's too much, too edgy. We're just like, yep. oh, cool. Uh, well. Well, they don't listen to it. Yeah, well, we couldn't say we that. Like, <laughs> we appreciate her. She recorded stuff for oh, us. Oh yeah, she's awesome. We hung out with her afterwards. I still talked to her. On yeah, the, on, she's on, super yeah. cool. We just. You know, it was I've never gotten that feedback. Yeah, it was like, like oh, this whole time, ouch! <laughs> it was yeah, like a punch really in the gut. It, you're right, <laughs> but yet we don't really care. Yeah, but we don't care. Yeah. Well, people people are easily offended, so that's okay. They are. They yes, can, yes, they are. That's okay. We say that to say we're not easily offended, Jason. We love uh, we no. love the banter. We love the no, the back and it. forth. All right, so Marty let's going back and forth. I do. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshing. <laughs> oh no. No. Oh, <laughs> he was going somewhere else. <laughs> you guys are soft. You're getting Steve all wound up. Yeah, don't get you wound up. Yeah, don't get you wound up. It'll go way, way far. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right, so let's go on to topic number two. Um, you know, and, and I, I kind of brought it up a little bit earlier. You know, I, I think some guys can, and especially, you know, Steve, I think you've even pointed out, you know, certain way people are in the industry. And I, I'm so glad because we had this topic number two, but you mentioned that Jason was kind of a hidden gem. Um, you know, so would love, Jason, your feedback, Steve, your feedback, why you guys joined together um, and I mean, we get it why, but I mean, given from that aspect of hidden a little bit and why then we want to then ask the question, why then should we tell other detailers to join with other people in the industry, maybe even somebody close in the town to do stuff together? You know, why have that community? I like that. Sure. Um, I'll start it off because my, my career started as helping other detailers out, helping other body shops out that are in need. So I would travel across the country now for over 10 years helping shops out, helping other detailers out. That's how I've made my money. That's how I've made my friendships. And that's how I, that's how my career went that pathway. And so I've always told other detailers or body shop guys or vice versa, don't put your, don't paint your picture so small broaden your horizon you're able to help others out and they're able to help you out and that's that's what makes it special or should but a, a lot of guys don't see it that way but if they were to open up their eyes it would open up uh, to a much larger possibility that's awesome to community to community in community so we always cheers every time. DJ got in this kick like six months ago about saying community so much. So <laughs> it became a, a drinking game. Every time we say community, we got to drink. Said it oh, twice. man. Well, we can say a lot of that. You guys will be so good. <laughs> uh, we're almost out of beer. Yeah, we're almost done. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's definitely a community effort. Oh, like, there's I plenty of cars that. to go around. That's the thing. I don't understand the let's cut each other's heads off detailing-wise. I've never been a part of that. So, so, was, your next, was, so was your next question how me and Steve met? Is, is that what you're going towards? No, you're married. We don't okay. want to talk about that. Yeah. All right, all right. Oh, um, so, th I was going to say, though, for a moment, we yeah, we will get into that, but okay. 
So we have tried, especially here in, in Oklahoma, you know, we have a Detailers of Oklahoma, which DJ and I put together to, to build up everybody that's here that wants to grow together and help increase our industry. Well, that dynamic starts getting clouded and getting when personalities get involved and, you know, there's some big dicks that walk in the room and everybody wants to tell you how big they are, you know, and, and so how does, how, how do you, you know, if we're trying to do that, how do we, how do we do it when we're artists that all think that we're the best? Well, in my shop for a day, we'll set them straight. Those guys just swing the big dicks because I guarantee you they're not, they're not as big as they think they are. You're going to dick him down? <laughs> He's no, going to down dick him. I'm not okay. saying that. I'm just saying I know that type of detailer, and they're just a bunch of talk. And, you know, and that's fine. They can be that way. If that's the type of thing they want to foster in the industry, it'll be there. It'll be there. They're, they're in one day. It's just not becoming. Yeah. I don't foster it, that. It's crap. bad business. I don't put up with it. If I was at that place and I saw some guy coming in there and he's just this, this, and this. I couldn't keep my mouth shut on something like that. It's just not right because there's guys in the room that are trying to do something right for the industry, and those guys just they di- they dilute. They just keep diluting the industry and diluting the industry, and that's not the perception we want for this industry. Well, maybe diluting wouldn't be the. I think pulling down, not well pulling down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I it mean, doesn't it allow just, us to advance if we're always trying to say it, that we're the best. Like, it, it's 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 a it's just a horrible. It just—it's not becoming. I mean, it sounds like a stupid father thing to say, but you know what I mean. It's—it's it's not something that we need. There, there's room for everybody, and everybody has to feed their families. Yeah. Whether you're a production guy at a dealership, all the way up to the Pebble Beach Riddler level. I mean, and everywhere in between. So, I mean, if you look at it that way, why don't we just help each other out? We'll all make more money. Right. Yeah. So one of the sayings we had. More money doing standard detailing than I am doing right now. Yeah, one of the sayings we had was, as the tide rises, so do all the ships. You know, because if we can make the industry better, we're all going to grow together. And that, that, you know, people get that convolute. That doesn't mean you have to agree on everything. You just have to agree on some main things and, you know, major on the majors and minor on the minors. Not everybody's the same. Not everyone details the same. No, dude, I don't detail the same because I physically can't. So, I mean, that that's my stick is, you know, on, on a level playing field. If someone comes in and tries to outdo me, I'll say, okay, close one eye and put one arm behind your back and do what I do and see how good you are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, it levels them out real quick. Yeah. I mean, there's two-by-two two guys and there's guys that just – they can scan and go and bounce around in a panel. They're, I mean, they, they, it's just, it's all whatever. That's fine. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I don't care. Just do it right. You know what I mean? If that's right, that's fine. So, Steve, based on that, I think if you took a moment to express your feelings for everybody else in the industry, it would then be a everybody's open to to themselves is that what you're saying like open to, well it, it's open to its own interpretation unfortunately i mean but yeah i think that it's it's definitely something that something's got to change i mean if we want to grow as an industry we can't be at each other's throats what what's that going to gain 
So how do we do better on, you know, there's so many posts about don't go spend the $100 and complain about the $100 detail, you know, and there's all those type of posts that are downgrading people that aren't performing. Um, but they got to get, those people got to feed their families and get ahead too. No, I'm just, but I'm, but, but hold on, but so what I'm asking yeah. is, so with, there are some detailers that are really good and, yeah. and they'll use, they'll use the guys that aren't as good and they'll attack them and saying, don't go to those yeah. guys and turn around having to pay me to do it. So how do you handle yeah. that then? I mean, yeah, that, I, I don't, I don't think that that's a, that's a hard thing that's going to, yeah, that's a hard, hard thing to change. I mean, it's just, it's like you said, the bigger swing of dicks in the room, you know what I mean? And it's not that they're a bigger swing, they're just a dick, you know what I mean? And it's, it's tough. Um, I, I don't know. I, do you I, say I they really do it out of in, insecurity then? I think it is an insecurity maybe. Yeah, it could yeah, be. It is. It is. And I can speak on that because of my disability. And I, I, I have an insight a lot on people because I've had to watch people and I see how they watch me throughout my lifetime. And you can tell the people that look at you really funny, you're like, just say it. You know there's something wrong with me, just say it. But a lot of people don't. And so I know if it's a good person on the phone just by talking to them, if you're a good person or not, because of the things I've had to go through to get to where I'm at just to live. So I've got a lot of insight just as Perspective's different, yeah. Perspective, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the doctor wanted to shut the machines off on me when I was a day old. So I'm not even supposed to be here. Yeah. 39 years later, I'm known as one of the best detailers in the world. Hey, drop your phone real quick so we can say mic drop. Yeah, just <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. Just hit mic it job. real quick. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome, we're man. Very, we're very humble guys. Um, we're, we're, we get straight to the point. We don't sugarcoat anything. And I think that's that, that, that's what needs to kind of stand the way it is. No, no beating around the bush. This, there is a certain structure to correction, unlike detailing. Detailing, there are so many other ways to detail a car. I mean, how do you treat one dog hair that's in a, a one car and dog hair in another car? The, the fibers are different. And, and paint's like that, too. But paint, it's paint's just a delicate subject that uh, a lot of guys don't want to really get too in-depth on because they really don't know what they're dealing with. It's, a, it's a, just a general lack of knowledge. It is. And, they're, and, they're, and they're, they have so much pride that they, 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 they can't – they don't want to reach out and talk. Because, I mean, I know that there's a lot of good detailers out there, and they claim to be really good correction specialists. Um, but in my eyes, I know that they're not. And it's not the it's not and, and I'm not going to tell them that you know what I mean. But it's okay. But they're too good to come over here and, and get some training. I mean, I, there's I would go over anywhere and get some training for there, where there was room for improvement. But I have this Encyclopedia Britannica sitting next to me, <laughs> a pay correction. So I, I pay Jason, and it's worth every penny, and I get to learn at the same time. Yeah. So how did let's go down that road? How did you guys meet? Okay, well, I'll, I'll start that off because it, it is a long walk on the beach. Oh, you guys and your tweeners. Our, 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 initial, our initial 
<laughs> yeah, we don't have big dicks like you, man. It's all good. Sorry. Our initial contact with Jason Star. He's, it's, yeah. Our initial contact was Steve contacted me because I don't call anybody. That's just how I don't like to talk. But he asked me about some sanding blocks. So I made him some sanding blocks, and that was that. I'd watch this post. But really, what lit uh, the fire under my ass, and I was actually pissed at Steve, was he actually copied Andy's light setup. <laughs> my business partner and starting selling them. So my other business partner. Aaron Steve, I think said, you talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wow, you're the guy. Oh. Asked for a cell phone number when I was in Florida with Andy, and I was pissed. And I said, "Who the f- is this guy stealing our light setup and selling it?" Yeah, because so you basically phone. broke it down. Whether Steve, if that was either on. Remember we used to do those IG live videos like a year and a half ago and yeah. and half the time they wouldn't work. I don't know. One of our Wi Fi's like it just Dude. never worked. It was a good attempt, but Dude. it just didn't work. But I don't remember if it was one of those or if it was on that first podcast you came on, but you talked about lights being ob- obnoxiously expensive and you could go get this exact setup and you broke it down for everybody where to go and where to do it and you'd get it a lot less than that place and so it's really funny that that's the guy that you one of the guys that you stole it from that's hilarious it looks like yeah, they, so made, they kissed and made up so i was pissed but i'm like man this guy's putting out good work and i can tell that so and he was like dude we're, we're going to sponsor him. Like, that's fine. Whatever. I don't fucking care. And so, <laughs> right. like, just give him another shot. I'm like, no, I'm not going to give him another shot. He's like, dude, just, just, I talked to him. We sorted things out. Yeah. Just give him another shot. I'm like, I'm saying that. I don't need to give no one another shot. I'm like, okay, well. So, we were at Verge. I was teaching a class in Andy and Aaron work uh, for the car pro. Uh, deal out here and Andy's like let's go to Steve's shop and let's just talk you know and so I did I'm like man this guy it's weird because he has a little bit different persona on Instagram than he has actually is in person he's actually a really nice guy and I'm looking at his work and he saw me looking at his work like giving it the old eagle eye right (laughs) and I'm like that's not good but it ain't bad like there's something there and so this summer did you just say it's not good, but it's not bad? It's not good, but not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Those are words to live by. So anyways, I'm like, okay, I think there's an opportunity here. So I reached out to Steve and I said, hey, what do you think about doing training classes? I know how to train and he has the, the, the followers. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, let's do it. And so I came by, and we started talking about it. Well, here we are, three months later. Three months later, we've been oh, working together. Nice. So. so how many, one class, two class? how many have you guys done? Uh, we did, we've done one class, and we've got the one guy during this week, and then we've got a 22-person class September 5th, 6th, and 7th. Yeah, that was the one that I, I'm so thankful you guys invited me. They're just, that's mobile tech. That's okay. You're, you're, you're coming out here regardless uh, sooner yeah. than later. You can endorse us. <laughs> I, I think we are. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> right. That's what we're doing right now <laughs> at the moment. We got, a, we got a 
it's going to be a big deal. We're going to have production guy come in and shoot video. It's going to be quite You're going to do a podcast and promote it on the po- on, a, on a podcast somewhere? Yeah. Oh, wait, hold no, on. I, I don't do podcasts, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I stick to one platform, and I, and I stick to it heavy. Okay. I don't think Facebook is, has any place for detailing, and I think if you, spit, if you stick to one platform and you keep it tight, you, you can see a page... And people see my page. Yeah, so that's interesting. That would be a, I think, um, I think a very interesting roundtable discussion would be this getting. This table's not round. It's not. It's not. You can't do it here. I think it would be interesting, like Steve, at at your level on Instagram, let's put ammo on with his level of YouTube. You've got uh, um, Luke Wilson, who's trying to go both with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. and YouTube, you know, like what, you know, some of the big, big, big people that are in the industry with a lot of followers, I think it would be an incredible discussion why certain people went one direction and why others went the other. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's one his own sometimes. Uh, that page, this page that I have, it was my first social media experience. It's three and a half. It's as old as my business. I yeah. didn't have Facebook or nothing like that. I just threw it up there. And I just put out really good work. And that's the one thing that gets noticed. People know when someone does good work. They can see it and they'll follow it and stuff. So, and they know what I'm about. It's no bullshit. Well, but once again, it's not just the photos, man. You do a really good job of describing and educating and telling people what you've been doing. And, and like you said... You put yourself out there. Like, yep. you you like don't people. hide behind. There'll be people that love you and people that do not like you yeah. at all. Yeah, and, that's okay. And you're, yeah. okay. Yeah, and you're okay with that. That's awesome. That's okay with yep, that. Yeah, exactly. Care. If you don't like me, fine. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's a yep. good attitude to have for sure. Definitely. Yep. All right, so how do people, if they want to come to these classes or get more info, like, you guys, website, Instagram page. I won't send them to a Facebook page. It's real simple. I'm pretty they sure every detail in the world's already following you at this yeah. point. So for the two people the that two aren't following are not following you already, <laughs> where do they find you at, man? You just go to you can go to at shine underscore doctor. Send me a direct message. You can call me. You can send me an email. All my contact information is on my Instagram. Yeah, there's page. training. I mean, whatever. Like whatever. Yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah, definitely. We have uh, different. We have the group setting trainings. We have one-on-one training. They could do one day, two day, three day, five day. They like to stay here a month as long as they're paying. I don't care. <laughs> right. I love it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's killer. And you'll probably learn for that full month too. Yeah. Could you imagine I mean, being able to really afford that? What it would mean? They'd probably learn like, oh man. Yeah. Like a yeah. full month. Yeah. It, it, we we get down to. So what if somebody couldn't months. afford it? Here we go. Podcast exclusive. Here we go. Use coupon code Pints. You could go to a full month-long training <laughs> at Shine Doctor. Use the coupon code Pints, and you, you will work for free for a month. So yeah, we'll have pints while they work. Right? They, really? they don't have the money to pay for the training, but they're going to come work for you for free, and so you can get a lot more cars in, and by the end of the month, you're pumping out multiple cars, and that's the way you make more. You heard it first, too. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a great idea. You yeah, got a free paid intern for a month. You're welcome, man. We, we're actually really safe about it. We do donor cars for, for we do people that need work done on their cars and can't afford it. 
and they bring their cars in, and the detailer that we're training gets to work on it. We don't double check. It's just an ethically challenging thing if we were to get paid for the car and get paid for the, the training. So it's just not ethically right. So we don't do it that way. We, we, so, so like the next door neighbor is an older guy. His car was disgusting. And I said, hey, just drive it over to the shop and we'll have these guys polish it down for you and clean it up for you for free. Okay. Well, that's under that program. Your new Pints program. Yeah, we're going to change <laughs> things up just a little bit, man. Is to really keep helping you grow this further. And yeah, they could come right. in and work for you. They'll do the okay. Here we go. They'll do the they'll do the week four thousand five thousand five thousand for the week five thousand for the week. They'll do the five thousand first week. The third, the second, third, and fourth week, they're free interns helping you pay you back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm buy sure one I'm get three free, bro. There you go. Buy well, one get three free. Guys that want to intern and come in here and want to sleep on the floor. There you go. Dude, they, you there might you come go. to sleep on the floor. You might say you I, don't I, want I, a bed after, a, after a know, week. It's, what's very rare about Jason being here is I'm a lone wolf type of guy. I don't play well with others in my sandbox. Nope. That's Jason why I asked I, some of those questions. Like, what Jason pushed you past that? very well. We have a lot in common. We have families, kids. Yeah. And we both express the same attitude for detailing. have the same visions. And so it all just it all correlates to something that's a it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, so. no, it's it's a great it's a I think like literally it's awesome. It's nice and it's yeah. easy to have someone like that that you can yeah. just bounce stuff off back yeah, and forth. Yeah, because with. we know our wives don't want to talk about detail. Uh, they, they, they won't even listen to this podcast. My wife hasn't <laughs> listened to one yet listen. at all. They just want you to pay them. Pay me. Give me some money. That's all they want. So, but they love us and My they love support the us because if it ain't okay at home, it ain't okay in the shop. Oh, you know what I mean? And actually, you know what? That's that's kind of true. Yeah, that's, that's very true. true. Actually, as yeah. a married man, like, like if if I go to work and we're we're in an argument, like work's not going to be the same. No, like, I can't enjoy no. no matter how what kind of car I'm working on. No. I don't care what no. what you know crazy account we landed today. Like, I'm no. not okay when I go home because I'm at war with my wife. Like, yeah, that's yeah. real true. I like that. It's very true. Yep. We gotta have some function in this conjunction. <laughs> Look at you, man. Are you sure not, not, you're not on beer number three yet, man? Or are you just that gifted? No, I just drank too many Red Bulls. Ah, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So it, it's just, it, it's, it, it's definitely, you got the shop is, is only so much you can control in your shop and keeping your family life healthy and trying to keep yourself healthy and giving yourself a break. Like when we get done with this training this week, Jason and I were taking seven days off because we're, we're tired. And uh, we got big time training coming up with, you know, that's a good group. That's a big group of guys. We got uh, five trainers coming in with, we got us training and three other detailers coming. One from Houston, Cavallo, Jason Cavallo. Uh, we've got Brian coming from Polished Image. We've got David Patterson at Lake Country Manufacturing. He's coming in. Uh, all, we're all gonna we're all gonna band together and train these 22 guys with workstations and two donated cars for two days. That's Sweet. awesome. Yeah, that's some hands-on right there. That's some hands-on. <laughs> it's gonna be hands-on. Yeah. And we strive for we 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 express that that it's a hands-on experience. It's not, hey, come to our class, pay this money. I'm going to go sit in my office, poke around. You do this. I'm going to come check on it. And, hey, let's talk about it for six hours and write on a chalkboard. Man, I like poking you around. You have to uh, put your hands on a machine, and you have to sweat, get on your knees, get scratched, get beat. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. That's 
not have Can I have a chair, please? I gotta have my roller chair. Yeah, dude. I can't get on my knees anymore. Why doesn't get on his knees anymore? No, I need a roller chair, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. I gotta. We are their cheerleaders. We want them to succeed. We want things, you know, we really wish them well, um, you know, in all seriousness. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, on that note, I've trained guys, and they're like halfway into the day, you know, years ago. They're like, I don't, I thought I, I wanted to learn how to do this sanding thing, and I don't want to do it. I'm a, you know, wholesaler or production detailer, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm like, that's perfect. Then it was well worth your effort and, yep. and yeah. your money to figure that out instead of struggling. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's us. Pick up some 600 or 800 on a plexiglass, start blocking a car and limiting we'll, your balls. We'll here. come now, record now, podcasts now. and drink beer while you guys do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's why we love it because you know we're so yeah. like, it's awesome that you guys are going to that extent. We we're really, real people. We're yeah. just real guys. We're just like everybody else. No, we you're not, man. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You said it earlier, you're like, yeah. no, you're not. No, no, you're not like everybody else. <laughs> you guys, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like everybody else. We just have a different skill set. We want to help. We want to give some of that. You know that olive branch to somebody else. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Here no, you go. Awesome. An extension of ourselves here. Yeah. Here we're giving it to you. You, yeah, know? you guys are going to make the industry better with. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah what, what, right. you're, what, what you're doing yeah. is really going to make the industry better. With guys that want to do what you guys are doing. At least there's somebody teaching them and not just putting it out it. on we're a video. To travel for training. So yeah. if you guys want to invite us out there for some hardcore training, you want to set it up. Jason and I will fly out there. And we'll do training at your at your facility. I mean, we're all for it. If you've got a group of detailers that want to get into advanced correction and how to control and get some discipline, we'll fly out there. We don't have a problem with that. you got to set it up. you got to host us. Okay. Well, if Marty's anybody wants to do that. Marty got, <laughs> you want to Airbnb your place out for the training in Tulsa? So I mean, Marty's got the Airbnb. Got, he's got it set for you guys. He'll, he'll make yeah, breakfast and dinner. Airbnb, if you, if yeah. you don't mind a snoring bulldog laying next to you, yeah. you're more than welcome to come so, crash so, at my place. So you got a room here. But there's a good chance that if that door's open, he's going to jump in bed with you and be snoring. And it wasn't the bulldog. Uh, let's look worse. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> And that's, this is the reason why I love it is because we're on the opposite. Oh, yeah. Steve, you and I are on the opposite side. Like, as you were just saying, you know, like, or no, I think it was Jason that was saying how much goes into it. Yeah, DJ and I are like. We're both like, nope. I'm nope. Out. Yeah, like, we made that decision. Like, that was a, a and it's a now, very. No, we were on track for that. We were try, striving right. to. Right, and then we made the decision to go, you know what? Nope, this is not for us. Nope. Like, this not for our market. Tulsa, the way our market is set up, not could not happen. sustain somebody like that. Not gonna happen. And so we I would need that one car a year. Yeah, like <laughs> we're like, nope, we 
that's not for us. We went a different way, which is why I teach the way I teach, and, and you guys are teaching from the other spectrum. I'm one, like I said, I sent you that message, I think, when I saw it, and I was like, that's awesome. Like, I love that you're doing We're this. We're teaching both sides of the spectrum how to do a, a complete polish, you know, without killing your, your bank account. Or if you want to go and stray off and do that crazy show car correction concourse prep, we'll teach you that, too. Yeah. I mean, we know all of it. Yeah. So, and the money in concourse prep is poor. The money is in getting the car in and out because – the customers, when you pull up and you got to point awesome, out man. the defects to them, that's awesome. There's definitely something there. There's something there to be had to be polished, but they're not looking for every scratch nope. and everything removed. Yep. They can't even see it. They so when you have to pinpoint it out, exactly like, what we said. Well, yep. Why? Why break your back? Is it a pride thing? Is it an Instagram social media thing? Well, what? thank you. There's nothing wrong with that. But, thank you. But. You know, and, and you're talking to a guy that has worked on $50 million cars. So I see the other side of the coin, and re in reality, if I would have started over again, I probably would have went where you're at instead of going where I'm at yeah. or where I went. Yeah. Because the money, the money realistically isn't there. Wow. Yeah. It's not. That's awesome. Yeah. Getting, people may think I'm getting rich over here doing what I'm doing. No, I, I, by the time I pay everything, I mean, I might as well work at freaking Costco, eat hot dogs, push carts. No, we, we've talked about that. I mean, <laughs> I, it, I mean, it really is. It really is that way. I'm in Tumwater, Washington. I mean, it is, it's, it's smaller than where you're at. It's impressive the kind of work that I get here and the kind of work I do. But it's also, it's not becoming in a hole because – I'm killing myself doing mm -hmm. chasing everything on a car. Stupid, stupid, stupid. This is what we say. That's what I'm saying. That's what's so funny. Like what I love about this dynamic is y'all are saying the exact same thing that we say, but you're yeah. on the other side, of the, other side of the spectrum. Like, yeah. yeah, we love it's, it, man. It's, Absolutely it's, love it. It's it, it, it has to be said. It has to be told. Yeah. Because there's, there's this perception and this pressure that everything's got to be perfect all the time, and that's not realistic. Not realistic. It's not reality. It's yeah. just not reality. No one's perfect, so there's not going to be a perfect car out there. Yeah. I mean, I've worked on some of the what's quoted as perfect cars. No. And on those perfect cars, you know, there's burn-throughs in them that nobody sees, but I know they're there probably because I put them in there. <laughs> Vince Fox, I mean, you name it. I mean, it's it, when you're pushing these OE finishes, basically two coats of clear coat that these guys think that they they think they've got salt because they get this false pretense of texture because it's laying under the base coat on the primer and it mounds up. Then they get on top of you know, the clear coat and they're like, oh, look how far, you know, how much texture. I got tons of clear coat. Wrong. You don't. You don't have it. Tread lightly. <laughs> yeah, yep. I pop through. I pop through. I pop through. Just, just as uh, more than more, more. I, I try not to, and it's not spoken of. But uh, some of these guys out here that claim they never burn through paint, they're so full of themselves. They're, they, they are. They're maybe they don't have the eye. They don't see it. I don't know. But uh, it happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. Do you do? Yeah, it's all good. I mean, oh, it I happens. Don't care. Happens. I'm not going to give me AIDS or cancer. I don't give a shit. That's how I look at it. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. 
Hey, so, Steve, I, I wanted to say this to you just on a personal note from, you know, over the year and a half or so, we've been chatting back and forth. Like, man, I'm just really proud of everything, the way you continue to grow. And then I wondered, which is why I was like, man, I'm so glad that you did this class. I, I love what, what was said. Like, you, you, it wasn't really you. You know? Well, it's Jason. It was Jason. Jason's, Jason's yeah. Foster in this. Yeah. Jason's, Jason's got so well rounded in this. Ex in no, no, I, I know, and that's what no, I'm saying. No, I like, appreciate you saying and that's what I love about it that you, you are doing it. Like it's out of your comfort zone, yeah, and and is. and yet it's you're still pushing through it, going through it. And I can't wait to see over the next years how many guys come through your class and learn actual true paint correction and get. Yeah incredible knowledge and skill set from you guys so really thank you for going outside of your comfort zone and and, and really stepping out to help some people yeah it, I, I, we appreciate it we thank we thank you for you know you know for what you're doing too and making products that are affordable you know i mean i every time we have a class we walk them over to the my two and a half gallon bins i talk to them about that i talk to them about cc 105 uh what what marshall's about what what it is you know what i mean and and he may not be the most known product in the world because you, you know, but these products here will save you money. You know what I mean? And they're green because it helps, you know, because who wants to throw out five, five gallon pails all the time in the reef, in the, in the landfills, you know, and, and the products work. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, and, and it's funny because these guys have this perception. They have to buy brand A, B. I'm not going to point them out. And then they see yours, and they're like, well, he's not as known, but I'm willing to pay three times for a product that doesn't work as good. I don't, I don't get that perception. And so if you, if you want, if you're, if you're into this to make money, you got you to gotta save it on product. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Um, so tell people where, you know, where do they, well, hold on. Before we do that, we got to rate this beer. Uh, I'm going a four five. Four five, a bright D Weizen sour. What do you love about it? I mean, it was. Just, you just I, wanted a I sour. Really you, a sour. Well, you like that? Are we, I do. Are we breaking a record on this podcast? We're not. No, not yet. But it's. It is pushing an hour and a half. Yeah. How long have you guys gone before? Hour and a half. I've done two and a half. Done, yeah, well over yeah. two. Um, drunk on my back patio for the 100th episode. Yeah, we was, will not beat that with any yeah, podcast yeah. ever, unless yeah. we're in Vegas. I had a buddy from college roll through town, and we sat out there drinking whiskey for two and a half hours. Oh, right on. It was awesome. Um, so, Weizen Sour, I'm going to pick up a Hefeweizen before I go pick up. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I'm not, I haven't really been a sour fan. I'm not a huge. I, I don't, love sour candy, sour. Yeah, and like, I don't, just, so it's just not my <clears> cup of tea. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably more in that three range, which okay. is generous. I, I would have probably gone lower, but I think that Wisen Park maybe makes it less as sour. It's it not as tart. Dumb it, down a little bit. it does dumb it a little bit. It's not quite as tart. So I'm going to go three. But a four pack for. Yeah, four wasn't bucks? cheap. Yeah. That's yeah. stupid. No, I, I mean I wouldn't buy it again based on price. Like, give me a six pack for that. It wasn't. Yeah, it was not that and it's unbelievable. Like four and a half percent. Yeah, like, it wasn't that incredible. No, like it's, I'm, well, I'm it's, three. It's overpriced for sure. And once you mention that, I might go down to two five. Yeah, I'm taking that four, <laughs> four five. After looking, at, I'm like, hold on. After looking at the price tag, <laughs> definitely wasn't. Ten worth. bucks they're, for they're, four they're was very, not worth very it. Very proud yeah. of that beer. Yeah. All right, so 
Uh, sorry, we always like to raid the beer. Um, at the end of our thing, we've been drinking a bit. Normally, you're going to tab out of the bar. You might say something stupid. You might ask a crazy question. This is our question of the day. This is our tab out question. You guys get to ask the question to us, and then we open it up to other detailers also to answer. Well, <laughs> we're trying to come up with a question the whole time. I mean, it could be literally about anything. I know. I, I, we, I, shoot, I, I'm just trying to figure out a good question here. I'm not trying to be <laughs> difficult or anything. No, you're good. I'm um, just saying. I, uh, well, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know you guys. <laughs> Fucking horrible. So, I have one. Okay, Jesus. Sweet. Have one. <laughs> Please. <laughs> why, why did you start the your own chemical line. Ooh. Marty, that's for you, man. Because there, there's so many chemical lines already that exist, and it's such a large platform already, and there's so much, too much of it, if you ask me, what, what made you go down that uh, down that path? Cool. So once so on the podcast, we really don't, we, we try and not do too much, like, uh, self promote as far like it's a we, we're a brand neutral podcast okay. so you know i i try you know there's something like where steve said and other people will say some stuff and He's you know question. It, um yeah. we no i'm just i'm trying to explain I, like i get it we're trying not to but so um but the reason was so my story in a sense in a real nutshell i started as a mobile detailer grew that up had some customers approach. We opened up a car wash. I, I run that for two years or so. Uh, we're a detail and car wash. I left there to go for an opportunity of being a GM of a chain of washes. We were supposed to build 10 car washes. Well, as eight, nine, and 10, where the economy crashed, he lost all of his money. I got fired because he couldn't pay me. And I was kind of left with, what am I gonna do? And I had already started talking to Carbright because that's who I had used as a mobile detailer. And we'd started trying to bring some of the car wash stuff in. So naturally, I, that was my best opportunity. I didn't want to go back to a, trying to manage a place. And, it, you know, it, so I just started cleaning cars again and started selling products because a guy named Ronnie Laporte thought I could do it. Like he believed in me, where other people from Carbright said that I would fail. And so I cleaned cars for three or four years. I missed soccer games on Saturdays. I missed nights because I was trying to sell during the day and clean cars at night. Well, about a year and a half, two years ago, um, I, somebody mentioned to me, you know, and I've been running this chemical business now locally for since 2010. So nine years, been building, uh, you know, locally selling products. And I had a buddy that pitched me an idea for something, and that hasn't quite fulfilled itself. So, but in the meantime, I ran with the concept that was a little bit different. And I, I see an avenue in the industry that nobody is even where anywhere talking. And so if I can be one of the first, the best, and try, you know, try and be the best, try and be, and be the first to break apart and you know i think that's what entrepreneurs do they dissect they break apart they try and make something better and so 
every single distributor almost in the country does nothing but throw away five gallon cubes that are three pounds of plastic thousands a day and nobody is even anywhere remotely talking about it and i can and i can do the same similar product save people money like it just to me it just made like like you said when you talked about why you guys did your your thing like it was going to save people and it was going to do like i went like as steve has said like it literally saves money because we're not shipping water i don't have a big hard plastic container to have to ship i can go direct to consumer i can literally cut a giant section of the industry in half and i'm helping do good yeah so to me it's like i i've had to go for like yeah yeah you've done good thank you thank you i mean and so that's 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 why (laughs) you know (laughs) it it, to me it just makes sense i can help save plastics and help people save money and do something that nobody else has done before i mean we jason and i we're discussing you know getting picky on what we're detailing starting training and possibly starting something similar ourselves because Washington has no problem. Nothing's here. You know, it, it, this, the market's wide open here. There is nothing. Mm-hmm. Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana. Why? I mean, though that little Northwest area is, there's nothing here. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you have the, the truck concept and, yeah. you know, you have these average detailers you know that really they don't understand the product and what better way to, to sell them some sell them some product but back it up and show them how to use it they're going to be loyal to you forever and it doesn't matter the product line or whatever mm-hmm. we won't go down that road but it, it's I, I think it's lacking in the industry because you have those low-end detailers or whatever and then you got high-end guys like us you know, and, and there's a way to intermingle and everyone be happy and everyone make money. It's like the box band method. You see the white box show up and you're like, oh, man, this guy. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm talking about, Marshall. Well, yeah, we get post on, stuff all the time. It's, it's say no to truck. box trucks. This product does this, and it's like the same product strung out 30 different ways. And you're like, what does this product do? I don't know. What? What? <laughs> Come yeah. on. Give me a break here. What does this one do? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 it's a lot of it's not really expensive, but why why should I pay for something I don't even know what it is? You know. Yeah. So we we talked about kind of breaking that mold and being you know where we're at and maybe intermixing it with some other stuff to uh, you know. To, I, I think uh, you'll do really well. I mean, I think that's one reason why ammo did so well because he gives so much education and tells people why to use it. I think you guys should. I think you kill it. Mm-hmm. I think go for it. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, we're, we're, every step. Yeah, this takes steps, you know, and stuff. And I, I, I'm big on no debt. So yeah, same here. You know, that's why we, not so all of our stuff is in bags. You know, we <laughs> we haven't been able to afford it. Like we, we that GoFundMe page for us, Jason Killer. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> go fund our white t- our white truck. We'll sling tacos out the side too. There you go. Oh man, DJ, tell me about those tacos, bro. We have. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him it's truck. the best taco truck around. So it's literally across the street from the one. At, so the one that I go to is on the same street as our business, like where our shop is. 
And he wouldn't drive and the two drive, extra blocks. I won't cross the street and like just to go over there. To and now he it. will. Oh, I yeah. Absolutely. Now he will. <laughs> so the so the guy at this one right here knows my truck because it's wrapped. It's like wrapped in green, or whatever. I'm afraid yeah. now he's gonna see my truck cross the street, man. That's yeah. gonna be a low blow. It's gonna hurt. I'm gonna have to walk. But then I pass the shop. I can't yeah, walk. You can't walk. I gotta go ahead and screw him, dude. Just gotta have to. Oh. I can park in the back. <laughs> I'll park in the back and enjoy the new taco. That shit was good. It's so delicious. It was so good. All right, so where do people find you? Thank you guys so much. We're an hour and forty something minutes in. Thank you so much for your time. Um, you know, where do people find you guys? Where do they hit you up for class? I know you said it earlier, but say it again. Yeah, it's at Shine Doctor on Instagram at Shine Doctor, uh, Shine underscore Doctor, and you go to Instagram, and all my contact information is on there, and we're more than willing to help. And we just want to help detailers out and uh, get them set up for training, and just just real training, hands on. And Jason, where do they find you? Uh, contact Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I handle that portion. I guess I'm the social butterfly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. My number and all my contact is there. I mean, if you Google my name, it's not hard to find my number. But, uh, yeah, contact Steve if that is if looking for a KXK product. There you go. That's what I meant. Like all the other yeah. stuff, where do people okay. find you yeah, and all go, that? Go to kxkdynamics.com, and uh, all the information is uh, on that page. If you want to be a distributor, there's a, a distributor page. Or for looking for products, there's uh, a list of distributors that carry our products internationally as well. So. Oh, that's badass. That's sweet, so man. That, yeah, that's, that's so about we, what we, we are. What we, are, we are in the works of doing something for training, maybe, you know, something, a web page, stuff like that. We've got a, another guy that's coming in. We're going to sit down and talk about getting serious about We're serious about this, but getting a little more structure to it. Um, setting up calendar dates for training and then opening cool. it up for, for travel and uh, doing training all over the United States. That's awesome. Well, let me know when your next one is. Uh, we'll publish it out. We'll push and tell everybody as often uh, as you guys have trainings, man, because we love it. We'd love to support you guys yeah, and man. send as many people as we can up there. Definitely. That'd be awesome. We really appreciate that. Of yeah. course, man. DJ, where do people find you? Uh, you guys can find me at on the Add on. Find me at on. You can find me on Instagram at DJ Patterson. The business at Eco Green MD, and of course the podcast at Pints Polishing Podcast on IG or Facebook. And then everybody will find Steve and Jason on Tuesday night of SEMA at the Gordon Beers Brewery for the Pints of Polishing Podcast Pint Night, where they can get free beer and drink. From 8 to 10 o'clock, as much beer as they want, and hang out with Steve and Jason. Oh, okay. Sounds cool. like a good deal. Right. Sounds like a great deal. Awesome. Hey, I'm yeah. sold. Sold. Uh, you can find us at Pints of Policy Podcast or Total Auto Solutions. And uh, once again, guys, thank you so much. We really do appreciate uh, the hour and 45 minutes now. Yeah, man, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank yeah, you. We're going to start hammering on some paint. Thank you, guys. All right, man. You guys have a great night. Alright, you too. Thank you so much again. See, All see right. you guys. Have a good night. Hey DJ, guess what's in a couple of weeks? Um I don't know yet. What's 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 going on in a couple of weeks? Vegas, baby. Vegas. <laughs> I figured you were going down that road. Yeah. You ready for Vegas? I am ready for Vegas. Huh? Vegas twice in a year now though. Ooh. Yeah. Good for you.
What else are you going to do while you're in Vegas besides hang out with me? Do I have to hang out with you, though? You do, damn it! Nah, just Ben. I think I'm going to hang out with Ben. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. And you can hang out with us if you want to. Wow. We're going to go to this really nice prime rib place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if y'all want to come hang out on Friday night at Mobile Tech, Ben wants to treat everyone to ben a prime Ben is taking rib. us all out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get together with Ben from uh, Narwhal Trailers, and he wants to go eat prime ribs, so... Uh, but wanted to make sure DJ still wasn't a vegan. He did. He texted the hair, you vegan, vegetarian, or what's up now? It's we're been like, years. We're like, uh, we'll probably be at In-N-Out, but you know. Dude, In-N-Out. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'll be in a couple weeks of In-N-Out Burger. Let's, let's go back and rewind this. Anyway, uh, coming up, Mobile Tech Expo. We've got uh, Ben from Narwhal, DJ and I doing an environmental discussion on how to be profitable as a mobile detailer but yet being environmentally conscious and dj and i will also be doing a discussion on how to build a brand yep there's nothing more important really right now for detailers on that side of the business of marketing than learning to how to build your brand so it's going to help everybody continue on for years of uh great sales and service and continuing to grow their business so uh dj Thinking of Vegas, what is it that you are most excited about? Uh, honestly, meeting new detailers. Ooh. Yeah, nice. definitely. Well, cool. Well, we hope to see everybody there. Mobile Tech Vegas. And um, we're also going to be doing a little pint night, right? A little, a little pint, pint happy night. hour. A little, little happy hour. A little happy hour. From 3 to 5 on Friday. Are you wearing your beer socks? Ooh, with you know, my flip flops, beer <laughs> socks, and flip flops. You can cut the toes Ooh, out of them. I don't know this. about that, DJ. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, we'll see everybody there, in Vegas. Ooh.